You're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. Now, here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Self-Publishing Journeys episode number 140 for Monday the 30th of December 2019. In my second interview with John Evans today, we chat about the collaborative process which has just culminated in us launching a trilogy of military sci-fi books together in December 2019 to January 2020. We agreed to collaborate after recording our first interview for this podcast, in spite of my initial reluctance. John usually writes with his brother James, but for this project we share the writing credits on the books. In this interview we discuss the entire process, including what went well and what didn't go quite so well. I started by asking John why he and James decided to pursue a collaborative venture in the first place. Well, one of the things that we wanted to do was expand the number of people writing in our universe what we would what we would like to do is make the make the universe of the of the royal marine space commandos a complete universe in the in the world building that we've done there's an awful lot more stories that could be told than we can realistically write because we we don't want to write you know when we're not at this point we're not planning to write this universe for 50 years you, you can only write so much with a with with one or two, um, you know, one one or two people. We we can we can think of all sorts of stories. We can think of all sorts of history that's gone on in our world, um, but we need to t- tell the main storyline, um, and then there's the commercial side of it as well. So there's there's wanting to get stories out that that the fans can enjoy. Um, and explore different parts of of the world that we had to create in order to have the books at all. Um, but there's also a commercial advantage for for authors in that if if somebody else writes in your world, you you then have m- not only more books in in that world that the fans will will want to read, but you're exposing your fans to the work of another author, and you're exposing their fans to your work. Um, and hopefully that 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 can be, you know, that that can be beneficial. Um, but we do know that big series, big worlds, sell very well in comparison to um, into small discrete settings that have uh, relatively few books in them. So as we've all found out, it's a bit like getting married. This doing a collaboration. Yes. So I'm interested to know why I was the first collaborative choice. Now, what were you looking for? For somebody to collaborate with because it can go awfully wrong can't it on, on both sides it can go awfully wrong we, we were looking for people who were in a similar position in their career to us in in some respects in that which meant for us that either they had to be people who weren't where they where they financially wanted to be or people who hadn't written very much but were doing doing quite well our the the, the, the first few books had done really well from our perspective and at the time that we were looking, we were expecting things to go. We were expecting twenty twenty to twenty nineteen, sorry, to go completely differently. 
so we were we were looking at people and our main criteria was people what we like mm. <laughs> right um because i think the most important thing is is you you could work with somebody that you that you thought was going to you know that, that it was pu- going to be a pure commercial success immediately because maybe they're a big name and they've got a massive audience and they they you know they they want to write in your universe or they're happy to write in your universe or, or vice versa um but if you don't actually like that person that's to me that's that's never going to go anywhere um people often say to to, to me that say, oh i don't think i could work with my brother and then i'm like well don't then you know um i can work with my brother because but i already knew i could work with james because we'd worked in the in the family business before so you know we we could we we could actually work together but i've met plenty of brothers and sisters who who you know they argue in a way that's a bit mean <laughs> so that 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 relationship is not going to go well and and that would be the same with any author you're you're thinking of writing with you need to you need people who've got a level head who aren't going to be uh, drama queens about anything um and aren't going to get overly attached to to their um to their words because you 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 might have to turn you know one of you might have to turn around to the other and say that's a terrible sentence or you know like well, we need to ditch this before we even send it to an editor or 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 whatever um and i'd listen to you a huge amount on um on your podcast and i you know i've met you in london um and you didn't immediately panic when i sort of pounced on you in the in the hotel lobby so <laughs> um if that if that inter i didn't pounce on him folks I, I didn't literally pounce on him i just introduced myself at a really awkward moment <laughs> so i knew you could write sci-fi I, I knew you really enjoyed it we've got a very british universe so um, we had two directions that, that we could go. One is find other British people who could write in our universe and keep a British feel to the to the humour and the language and the type of sci-fi that, that that we're writing. And and the and the other way to go is to try and recruit people who are very very different voices. And because you you've got a lot of experience with writing, so we you know we knew that wasn't going to be a problem got great reviews on amazon also therefore not a problem and you know like i say it's it's mainly because i like you and and i thought we could we could possibly do something really good together and um, i'm hoping that's what we've what we've achieved yeah you and me both (laughs) so (laughs) i should say that we're um we're recording this interview on the day that the first book incursion is released and um, i haven't even read your version of the book yet and I was flicking through right. it today and thinking oh I, you know I reckon it's so long ago since I wrote it you know I, I'm sort of it's bringing it all back to me now because I think I've written five books since I wrote these so it, it all feels a long long way ago for me but I'm really and, looking forward to reading it again actually yeah yeah and 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 it has been a long time it's been a lot longer than than we wanted it to be and and than it really should have been for a whole variety of reasons but um you know I I think one of the things is that every every collaboration is different um and i i know a number of authors who've collaborated usually as the junior partner um you know quote unquote junior partner not not necessarily in terms of age or anything but in terms of 
who, who's who's further along their career, um, who's maybe either got more books out or just much more successful books out. Um, and I think the, it, one of the unifying things I can say is that um, my friends will, will tell you that every collaboration they've done is different. It's, it's always different. And there's always a different method going on. There's always something to learn. Um, and a lot of the time you can, you can learn more about your own writing um, and you can learn about, about the business side of things. But, but you have to find a way to work with each other. And, and James and I, with each book, we've iterated on our, on our own collaborative process and we literally grew up with each other. So I, I think also if you, if you look at it in terms of any other business, you would expect your process to change with, with different colleagues um, and improve over time. So, yeah, I mean, there's, we'll, we'll be discussing plenty of things about, about the collaboration, which we, we all would like to improve on. But um, I'm, I'm optimistic that the books will, will do well from this point now that they're actually launching. And, you know, book two is slated to come out on the 31st of December, and it, and, and it will do. And book three will come out on January the, the um, 31st. Yeah, the funny thing about all this is that um, it's quite interesting recording my podcast diaries because I do quite a lot of reflection and review about what I do. But if you think about it, you know, I wrote those books um, a year ago when I went to Spain. I read your books very fast on the beach of Benidorm, made my notes, came up with my plan and had the things delivered to you by the end of March, I think it was. Um, and then in, in yeah. between, I've sort of written and launched five thrillers. And I was thinking, you know, the timescale in which you have edited, you know, done covers, reviewed, prepared for release, three books is perfectly reasonable. It's just, it, you know, in, in traditional terms, that's three years work we've done. Um, yeah. You know, we set ourselves these ridiculous timeframes for self-published authors. And actually yeah. the timeframe in which we've done that project is exceptional by, by traditional standards. Yeah, I, I think it is. If we if we want to if we wanted to compare ourselves with trad authors, we can give ourselves a slap on the back. But you know, it's I think so. So so let's say let's say that it it go um, the the book launch is going well, um, and I know I know you've already said that you would be interested in in doing more, and we would certainly be interested in in doing more. But what what we wouldn't want is is for you to commit to doing um you know doing doing a follow-up say say a follow-up trilogy for the sake of argument um and then then you, you you're you're halfway through doing that and then we look at the figures and we think oh these didn't sell nearly as well as we wanted and we don't think we're going to be able to get them to suddenly sell a lot better because what one, one of the things i want for for you and for us is that everything should be financially viable, um, primarily for you, because all we've got to do is is cover our costs. But for you, you you're, you're doing the you're doing the uh, the initial writing and the um, and the bulk of the writing and story origination, um, and so you've got to look at that time. If you if you've done three more books in any of your series or just three standalone books, if if, if they were three times as going to be three times as profitable, then in one sense, you, you know, well, you haven't got financially what, what you wanted out of the project. 
was whereas I say we we have to cover as a as a company is is our you know editing and cover costs, which will happen over time. I'm I'm, I'm not worried that it, you know I'm not worried about that. It will actually happen over time. What we'd really like is to be selling very large numbers of the trilogy and and make a, a significant profit, which would which would be great for all of us. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, that's that's always what everybody wants with with every product they sell. But 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 the basic point is, you know, you you can spend X amount of time writing uh, another three books, but if if they don't sell well enough for you, you know, you you may say, well, I I'm still at the stage where I want to be writing books, not because. Um, I've got an amusing or fun story I want to tell, um, but because I want to make a living and retire to Spain. (laughs) It's it's interesting you see it like that, though, because one of the advantages to me of this is that because I write so fast, so I've done eight eight books this year, I almost can't keep up with myself. You know, in in terms of very expensive edits, I pay a lot for an edit and I pay a lot for a cover. And then obviously those books then have to earn out. And if I get a book bub, that's another six hundred dollars that I got to pay. You know, I'm laying a lot of money out very fast with the books. Yes. And so one of the attractions of writing for you and James now, and we'll talk about the comparison with the collaboration with Adam Nichols later because we had a different contract with Adam. But with your contract, it's attractive to me because I can launch a book without editing costs and without cover costs, and I can sign it off to you. So the writing takes no time at all for me, and I can sign it off you and let you deal with it. And then I can create a profit-making center, you know, products that can make me profit and income, and I don't have to pay that outlet. So I will just take money back from them. So, so that was the attraction for me. It's interesting that you couch that slightly differently, but it sounded to me like you sat, you felt like I was maybe taking more of the risk because of the, the time and effort I was putting into the writing there. Um, well, I, I, I suppose it depends on, you know, the, the problem is we can't, we can't know how well it's going to go until we've actually launched it. Um, and I know plenty of people who are far further along the, the their author journey than I am who who will say oh yeah I had a launch and it didn't do well and I'm like oh, really your launches cannot do well and they're like yeah it only did blah and it, it, it might be a figure that would blow my mind but it doesn't blow their mind um so so I'm I'm comfortable that even people who are who are you know way further along than you or I um can't reliably predict that their new book is going to do stonkingly well unless they've deliberately run, written like a passion project and then they can say oh yeah i know that's not going to do well but that's not why i wrote it it's not wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to have a huge audience or um or be a massive financial success it was something i really wanted to write and i and i have the luxury of the time to do that so i think if you're spending an amount of time writing the books you, you, you you're always going to get the money back from my perspective unless it's unless there's something truly disastrous happens but the question is are you going to get it back within the next 3 or 4 years or are you going to get it back in the next in the next 10 or 15 years and you know we we want the time frame for you know it being financially totally viable to be much much quicker than than the than the very long term over which the books can still sell so I, I think that we're. I think this is going to go well. The editor really, really liked 
the stories and has a lot of experience in military sci-fi editing. And I'm 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 confident that 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 the work that we've done has set up a good a good trilogy which could could well uh, resonate with the public and be a be a platform for for further books um uh in in the series so i don't know i mean oh, i i'm just i i'm on tenterhooks at the moment wondering you know how many are gonna sell um it's not the ideal time of year to launch a book but we wanted to get it out and then keep pushing it in january and there is a certain advantage to having books available over christmas as well uh, that, are, that, that are freshly launched so it's a it's a mixed it's a mixed bag but we wanted it out earlier in the year but obviously that that didn't happen because there was just too much that we needed to to get done and uh too many problems from for, for, from from my side uh, not not your james there's a lot in there so you see it, it is it's very interesting because you see I, with i've written so many books now, and i've done 23 now uh, you know, my view is, is there's always another trilogy where that one came from. So I, I, I've got so much confidence with writing now. You know, I could say quite confidently to you and James, I'll have another three done in another three months, you know, and that and that will be fine. So as you refine your process, um, you know, I, I've got that confidence. So my view is it's three months work, um, you know, and because they're evergreen units, um, I was listening to Joanna Penn interview this morning about the Meg and I think it took 22 years to get to a film after it was written you know my view of these things is that you put these products out in the world and they can earn for you at any time in your yes. life uh, yeah. you know so I just want product out there you know really that's my main concern and if they fail you know um, the other thing I, I've learned is, is I've made more from my secret bunker trilogy I think it was this year than I have since I launched the thing because I've learned marketing better now you mean you've you've earned more in 2019 than you had in the previous few years? Yes. To- total. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. So so I'm beginning to trust that process more now because uh, you know as I sort of get uh, hopefully better at it, better at the marketing. I've always felt that it was a combination of having a, you can have a good book, obviously, otherwise no one will buy subsequent books. But I always felt it was a combination of books and marketing. It's you know the two things, and I'm hopefully getting better at the marketing. So you know if these fail now if they weren't very good now you know there's no reason why we can't resurrect those get a book bub on them you know do a bit of tidying up or something change the titles the covers there's so many things we could do to make those things work i think yes and, and that level of pragmatism is 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 another reason that that we were confident in asking you to be our first collaborator because you know i've heard you talk on on your podcast and you've got a you've got a, a grounded and realistic attitude um yes we all want the that you know the the big successes but uh you 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 can build on your back catalog um you can improve the covers you can improve the book description you can improve your understanding of of your um of your of the best audience for it um and improve your marketing and every time you do that everything works a bit better a, um a friend of mine was explaining to me his bookbub process the other day of of creating adverts on bookbub not not featured deals and he he has gone through a he has gone through a process of lots and lots of split testing of different advertising images and he has the advantage that he's, he's in graphic design as well so he can do that stuff to an extremely high quality himself but he has methodically 
he has methodically attacked those ads with testing every stage and every time he gets better he's then got a more efficient ad which costs him less per sale and you know and and performs better but he's you know he's gone into it in a in in a very detailed and efficient fashion so that he can you know he can he can do better with his marketing and that that's the sort of thing that we can do over time i mean you were explaining to me the other day how you're uh, a bit about trying to get book bud feature deals um and, and you know the primary change that we need to make is we need our year to revolve around around constantly putting up books for featured deals and effectively just just spam them with requests for featured deals and in the hopes that we'll eventually get one and there's things that you can do to improve in there so that they'll they're more likely to give you one but perseverance is it seems to be the biggest thing with with getting a featured deal once i suppose you're past things like do you do you, do you have a cover that looks okay at all and is your description you know even vaguely um, well written so yeah i think again it's like all these things once you've got precedent for something you know so i've had i can't remember how many book bubs i've had now but i've had them on sci-fi and several i think i've had three or four on one of my thriller trilogies when you have precedent for something when you submit it now when i submit now i've got the confidence of knowing that it's just russian roulette i'll hit a bullet at some point um you know because i know that the books are good enough for them to promote but if you've not had a book bub before you don't have that precedent to, to give you the sort of confidence. So you're, so many, many respects, you're trying to guess, second guess what they want um, all the time. I think it really is, you know, random. So long as the prerequisites are there, it's not a pig and a poke, you know, some horrible cover. Yeah. I, I think, I think it really is literally like Russian roulette. You, some you win, some you lose. Yes. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I remember Craig Martell had started counting his up and he even had a special 69 graphic when it was, when it was done, you know, he did, he, 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 he ended up having a graphic so that he can announce in the group, I've been rejected yet again, <laughs> you know, basically. And it was it was either his 69th or 70th attempt that was that was actually successful, and that was that was his first time getting a book bu- bu- featured deal. That's um, Martell, for goodness' sake, you know, superstar. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, and it and and it's and it's kind of crazy, and it and it and it says to me that their that their system is a little bit is a little bit slapdash, um, and it probably doesn't matter to them all that much because from their perspective they get their they get the amount of money that they get no matter who they put in there so as long as as long as they still have readers and or they're increasing their number of readers do they really care i mean not exactly yes they probably do care on some level but um but they don't have to panic that that you know, if they select Bob rather than Fred, it'll make much of a difference. It's it, it's just not going to. And uh, so their their system isn't. It's not fair to the authors from any perspective that we can hold. It's not that they're being mean to us, but ultimately, it's it's it, it's rather random. Um, so you're, it it feels unfair to us, even though there's there's no there's there's no sort of. Um, there's no decision making going on there saying, Oh yeah, we don't like these people or we can't be bothered with these people. It's not like that. It's, it's, it's indifferent to you. So it, but it will feel, uh, it will feel unfair. I would feel extremely aggrieved if I'd wasted my time putting in 68 applications and only got one on the 69th. Um, and, um, and I, I do think that I, well, 
all the people I know find it extremely frustrating to have to submit basically the same application over and over and over again. Um, and it's like, what? But that's not how computers work, but bub, that's, <laughs> yeah. you, you should just be able to say, we're, we're, we're always rejecting this application or we're not always going to reject this application. It's just you haven't been successful this time. Yeah, I think that, that's so, a really good point, actually. That would be really good to say you don't stand a chance in hell, uh, in a yes. nice way, of course. But, you know, this yeah, is... Yeah, and, and, you know, and our issue is yes. cover... Quality or threshold. Yeah. Or, qual- yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's so a really good point. You, can, you know, we'll accept a resubmission on this if you, can, if you are changing your cover at some point. Yeah. You know, we, we, you will then have a, an, another chance. But until then, we're not interested you know I, I mean there's a whole number of ways they could they could organize that that would make it better for the authors but at the end of the day they still don't have enough spaces in in their letters to satisfy the market of authors um so i don't know i mean i imagine they're just going to get more and more expensive over time um yeah they are pretty mouth you know eye-watering i I've, i'm certainly finding it quite eye-watering these days where when yeah. you get um, but I've always made my money back and more, you know, you, they are, they can also be very lucrative. So, well, they are very, yeah, I mean, so. mo- I think, you know, most of the stories I've heard are people earning their money back and sometimes people don't. But then again, when I, when I read those stories, I did not get my money back on my book, bub. Um, I see them too soon after the book, bub, and I see a lack of supporting stats, um, which suggests to me that, that, that they're not, they're, they're not able to take account of all the all the details of you know how their book bub sale might have affected all their book releases over the next few months um and i suspect as well a few of them are people who don't have enough books out um, yeah yeah well i i would not promote yeah. a standalone on book bub, absolutely I, I haven't got the confidence no. to do that yet uh, i think at best you'd make your money back on a standalone um, yeah uh, yeah I, I always promote trilogies and I, yeah. uh, my pricing structure is always consistent. I always make my money on book, uh, books two and three. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you're a massive spreadsheet geek as well, it's much easier to work all that sort of stuff out. And it and it and it's appealing even if you if you enjoy spreadsheets, and there are such people, um, then, you know, work, working out what effect a given event had on your book sales um, is, is not a chore, but something that you'll actually find a satisfying puzzle. And so those people will benefit from a, you know, they might benefit from a, a, a single book, book bub, because they'll, they'll look at their data in such a way as to be able to identify that, oh, it has also affected my, my unrelated series sales or whatever. Um, you know, but not, not all of us are, are able or, or um, interested in doing that. So I was um, having a look at the contract today. I've had it on, on my pin board since we signed it, which I can't believe we signed it in March. Can you believe it's that long ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, you know, it, this year's just flown for me. But I was looking through the contract again, and um, one of the things that struck me about this contract is that uh, I, as the collaborator, take 60%. You take 40 mm-hmm. You pay for the covers. You pay for the edits and the, the proofreads, all the costs up front. And, um, and then my uh, income or our income is net of um, advertising costs. So why, why do I sort of take the lion's share of that in, in your contract? Well, we, you know, we, we discussed it with, um, we discussed it with a number of people, how, how they do their, um, how they do their contracts. And it was, it, it, it was something that we wanted to make sure that if we're collaborating with somebody, depending on the, 
on the level of collaboration that we're we're planning on um we want to treat it more as a as a publishing company and more as a benefit to another author than we don't want to be using the contract in a way to just line our own pockets um and there are there are so many different ways of organizing it um i think that it's quite common for people to to do a 50 50 split and that's that's perfectly reasonable um but in a lot of instances you've got um you've got a collaboration where uh where the two authors are writing you know 50 percent of the book each and we we weren't doing that you were doing the the initial story and and writing and our goal was to uh was to uh, do an editing pass on the book for for voice and stuff like that. Send it off to an editor and be done. So we we wanted to do the the split in your favour, um, and we expected us to be the ones uh, having to do you know uh, pay for editing, pay for cover, and pay for pay for the uh, marketing because that's usually that's usually the way I've heard about it being done. That the person who's who's who owns the universe is going to pay for all all of that sort of stuff and yeah we we but but we did want to consciously make sure it was in your favor and when we when we do when we do another collaboration with somebody else we will we will look at what they're going to do and what we're going to do so for instance if i was doing if we were doing a a collaboration with with another author um in in the rmsc universe and in that one they were going to write one story thread and we were going to write the other story thread and then we were going to do all the editing and stuff we would probably give them less than 60 percent because they would be doing a lot less of the of the writing of that book you know we'd, we'd be doing 50 percent of the writing then which which we were not doing in this so it's it's important that if you're going to do a collaboration with anybody that that you talk about the 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 split in money and that you understand why you are why you are splitting it up that way and that if you're not quite sure about it before you sign the contract ask them because there there, there will be a reason from their from their side it, they're not sitting there going oh yeah i want 50% because um because it's my world Woo, i want 50% you know that's that's not going to be their whole thinking i wouldn't I mean, I obviously can't really speak for anybody else, but it's not likely to be their whole thinking. So um, it, it may well be that if you were doing a collaboration with somebody um, who who was extremely well established and um, and they were going to, you know, they were going to do a lot more for you, and you were going to effectively be an apprentice learning off them. You might get a, you know, you might get a significantly lower percentage than that. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 was our that was our way of looking at it. And we'd always want our collaborator to be to be, you know, to be well paid off the profit of any successful, you know, uh, you know, successful book. Yeah, well, it works well for me as a contract because I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I've also done a collaboration. Having said to you that I don't want to do any collaborations, I've done two this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, which shows at least I'm capable of change. 
and uh, and adapting. But um, I've I've found this that, a very that contract, by the way, I should say, was was based off um, based off one that um, Craig Martell used, um, and he's he's American, but he's a he, he's a lawyer, um, and that so that's a refined contract that he publishes on the um, on the Twenty Books Group that anybody can go and grab a, a version of that, and then obviously you alter the you know, you, you alter the individual um, uh, clauses your, yourself, in particular, how, how much, you know, what the splits are going to be and why. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, good, it's a good general use contract. So um, don't, go, don't go and pay an expensive lawyer to create such a contract for you if you're going to do a collaboration, folks. Go and, go and first read some of the publicly available ones and, and read why you know, why they've been set up that way. The only change I'd make to the contract, actually, is I would probably now state expectations for publication. I think I would probably say only because, you know, my cash flow relies on when the books come out. So I, that, I think that's the only tweak I would make now. If we, so if we did another one, I'd probably say to you, well, let's agree. And, and I'm completely flexible about what, you know, how long that is. It doesn't, it doesn't, they don't have to be published in two weeks time. But I, I think um, the only expectation management I would probably want done between us is to say, um, you know, the books will be released or we anticipate they'll be released in such and such a time, but by such and such a time at the latest or something like that, uh, you know, to just put some time expectation, time framing. I think it's the only thing I would probably you know, recommend thinking about. But I, and I go back to my point at the beginning, which is that we've done a phenomenal amount of work between us, <laughs> you know, over the course of a year, which is amazing by anybody's standards. But because I've released so fast, usually, you know, I, I'm looking forward to those books bringing me some income in um, sooner rather than later. So that's the only thing I think I would tweak, which is nothing particularly controversial. It's just yeah. what I've learned from experience, really. Yeah, and as it stands, we're, we, you know, we obviously won't get the, the, the December money until until February, so till the end of February. So that's right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's earning this financial year. I want okay. really, I wanted it earning this financial year, which we've yeah. done. So I'm sort of quite happy with that. It's uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I agree. It's, I agree. We shouldn't be, you know, it, it, it makes sense to look at it from the trad publishing perspective and say, Hey, look, we actually, we actually did this faster than they would, but it hasn't gone as fast as I would want it to go. And I don't think that we should, uh, I don't think in the, in the, uh, arena, the, the, the publication you know the, the the time we've taken to do this is is good in any way because um we don't we don't have any self-made problems and nonsense that, that that they deal with in in trad publishing um we're not looking to put this through like five editors we're not looking to print thirty thousand copies so that because we expect to sell fifteen thousand copies and we're going to actually pick up a whole bunch of books that we know in advance will be will be taking back and then shredding to make new books um <laughs> we're not doing things like that so this is this is an unusual time scale and i could you know we could go through a whole bunch of things that we could easily have well not easily a whole bunch of things that we could have done better um and you know if if, if if, if we do this again at some point next year, I would expect I would expect us to get the books out really quickly, like like within you know within three or four months or something like that. 
one of the things I said to John in this interview that I was keen to do was to, as well as giving my feedback, you know, to get John's feedback too and, and see what we could refine in this process. So I asked John to come up with a couple of questions to ask me. So you can turn the tables on me now, John. And if you want to ask me your questions, uh, you put me on the spot now. Okay, so the, the first question I wanted to ask was, what, why did you change your mind about doing a collaboration? Because for a long time before I, I even asked you, I know you, you, you'd always said you weren't really keen on the idea of doing a collaboration. And your first response when I asked you was, no, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's but interesting. Then you came back and, and, and you know, and, and we spoke about it further and you, you decided to go for it. So, so what, what changed for you? And I try and constantly challenge myself not to be a grumpy old git and, you know, to try um, new things. And I, I've written a lot of books now and I'm confident that they're like buses. You know, they, another one's always coming along in, in, in five minutes time. So my view was when I thought about it, you know, I, I knew you, we'd, we'd met in person I, when we did our first interview for the podcast, I was getting all excited. I listened back to the interview and thought, you know, I was getting all excited about your universe and, and thought, you know, we were on the same page really in terms of our sci-fi interests. And I loved some of the concepts you've got in your books. And I just thought, you know, why, why the hell not? Let's try something different um, and just and see how it goes. And I looked at the time, realized I could fit it in. And if we, you know, we squeezed it in and compacted it, then, then it, you know, why the hell not? Because what was the worst thing that could happen? I could write three books that flopped. I've had that before. Um, and, you know, and we, were, and we were no further forward, no further back. But I do try and challenge my kind of resistant behaviour a lot. And, and I had been very resistant to, to working with people. And interestingly, it's funny, most people tell me when I work with them that I'm easy to work with. Um, which, which is interesting, isn't it? But I, I can stick my feet in sometimes. You know, if, I, if we get stuck on something, I will. I can get quite, you know, if, if we haven't had that, uh, and I haven't had it with Adam either, but I, I, I would stick my feet in if I felt very strongly, um, dig my feet in if I felt strongly about something. Um, sure. But, but I didn't. I didn't, and I really enjoyed it, and I've sort of created books that I love and characters that I love. Um, and, and whether we make money out of it or not, I don't really care because as a creative experience, I've really enjoyed it. Other than the, the, the obvious delays, which are, I, I would say, like 80% John, you know, 10% planning and 10% James, um, <laughs> what, uh, uh, what, what would have made the, the experience of collaborating better for you? But there's not a lot, to be honest with you. I, all I would say is, um, and you know, I've said this to you already, I think if I, I'd want to set a time frame, which I'm, you know, that can slip, but I, I, would, I would want to probably sit down and say, you know, how, how are we going to chug these books through? When is a realistic expectation for them to launch? And I think yes. the only sort of thing in your process that I would say to you is, is update me once a month. I don't even need weekly yeah. updates. Um, just send me an email once a month and let me know what the progress is and if there's a delay. Um, because the only thing, you know, really that is a problem for me is not really knowing what's going on. It's being kept in the dark. Um, yeah. So again, you know, the, the books came out of nowhere. I, I found out when I was in Spain last week, I was, I was delighted to see that the books are coming out when I sort of thought, oh, well, they probably won't launch. They'll probably launch, you know, January, February now. And, and I don't get too uppity about these things. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I would just say to you, send an email out once a month and say, hi, Paul, just to let you know, this is where we're up to, you know, book one's yeah. edited, book two, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's it. And uh, and it's, it's easy, easy as pie. Uh, it's not um, a lot of work. 
and uh, and it just keeps me. It just lets me know because it's my yeah. business, and I need to know when these things are earning. You know wh- whether I can expect income from them. It's sure, just, you know what's going on. That's all. Yeah, I mean, keep, keep, keeping you up to date like that makes a lot of sense. So, I think that my next question was going to be, what do you think uh, we should do before you start another trilogy or part of the series? Um, after we do this but do you think we've already answered that really uh, yeah i mean uh, yes i i think um i think you're absolutely right a meetup is is absolutely fine we did you know again we have to cut ourselves some slack with this we turned those books around you know, i turned the books around fast i yeah. gave you no breathing time at all because the, you know they were either, I said, you know, either getting written in this three months or they won't happen you know so i do think we have to cut some slack with that and and um, yeah. yeah i i don't even need a lot of information it's, it's been great for me to write these and hand them mm. off to you and for you to take the strain um i'm very happy with that you know that fits my year because i write others that i have to take care of too it's really nice for me to just say there go on with it guys you know and, and leave it to you um, yes i don't even need a lot of information really just just a, a little steer every now and then is fine by me oh the, 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 the other thing it's a tiny little thing um but like a little kid getting a pat on the head when uh, I think it was James let me know that the editor had really enjoyed the first book, you know, and sent me some feedback. Clearly, when I um, one of my reservations about writing with other people is that you're exposing yourself to, I'm sending you my work in, in a raw form, yeah. and you, you might think it's a heap of crap. Uh, but I've done a lot of that this year. I mean, I, I did a thriller and I had a, a chat, one of the podcast listener called Bill Cocos. I'd written it. It's my first thriller that I'd written um, using American language and American culture. It was written for an American market because uh, that's how Adam Nichols writes. And I'd had a, um, a gentleman called Bill Cocos, who's just a listener who volunteered to sense check it for me. And so Bill was inside my, I would, every time I write in Scrivener, I'd dump that day's writing into a, a, a file and Bill would read it and change it for me. And he was literally doing it, you know, within half an hour of me dumping it in there at times and I've actually found this collaborative process and having people all over my writing um, you know com- number one confidence boosting but also just you know really um, interesting they found it interesting too I think you know Bill yeah. saw the, me banging 5,000 words out three days at a time he found that really interesting too I think so I've actually found collaboration it's been real eye-opener for me I've thoroughly enjoyed it and got yeah the comment that I thought I would yeah so so how do you how do you think that uh, the collaboration with us, other than the delays, <laughs> uh, was different to your collaboration with um, Adam Nichols. What what sort of differences were there? And do you think it would be different if you were to collaborate with somebody else entirely as well? Yeah, I think everything, uh, it's like you know, I said at the beginning of our chat, it's like a marriage and every marriage would be different. You know, they're not, they're not identikit, they're not identikit relationships. Um, and also I'm working with two of you, of course, uh, and you've had, uh, you've known each other for quite a long time as well uh, beforehand, you know, so you're coming into an existing, um, you know, I'm coming into an existing relationship where you two have, have sorted out your ways. So with, with, with Adam, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a, machine when I when I work in that um, I, I did the same for you as I did for Adam which is you've got an outline um, you know usually a strap line a title I sketched out the chapters for the story uh, sent it to you on drive um, Adam uh, you you did some little steers if I remember rightly um, a lot of water under the bridge since we did that it was only a year ago but I my memory is terrible but Adam um, you know gave me a few steers about style um and violence you know he's found 
that if he overwrites, if he has too much violence in his books, his readers don't like it. So we just said, just check the violence, you know, at certain points in the book. But he just let me get on with it. He wasn't interested in reading when I went along. Bill Cocos did that for me. And then again, I was happy to hand it off. I handed it off to him and um, and it was done. You know, I did my edits on it, obviously, and sent it as tight as I could. Bill had done his edits on it and off it went. And, and um, we turned it around a lot faster. Um, you know, yeah. very, very fast um, with that. The, the bit of the contract with Adam that was different. So with Adam, I've, I've just rapid released, or I'm still rapid releasing some thrillers. And the I had to pay for the ads with Adam. Um, yep. So it was a 50-50 split and I paid for the ads. And I could have done without that expense, to be honest with you. I didn't like, didn't like paying for the ads and being blind to them. Um, I, if I'm paying for ads, I'd rather pay for them myself. So I could I could monitor them, but I was you know I was signing, sending off under a quid at a time for the ads, and that that didn't work for me because I'd run some ads of my own and I didn't know whether mine were working better than ads. I I was blind, so I don't like being blind. Sure, I, I don't. Whereas in your scenario, you know you uh, well I know I, I kind of pay for it because my my sixty percent is net of, of of the ads. So if you're burning up money you know, crazily um, uh, and, and wasting money on ads. Clearly that has a, an impact on my bottom line. But I, that's something I did find, that's, I found that difficult. Now, the other thing was because I created the universe for Adam, so it's my, you know, my universe rather than me being invited into somebody else's. One of the things I've said to Adam, which he's thinking about is, I, I, it's a standalone book. It wasn't a trilogy for Adam. The readers loved it. So it's some great reviews. I got, I, um, one of the things I did appreciate with Adam is he, he had, He's much more organised with beta readers than I am. We've got a load of great reviews on there. It's almost it's almost universally five star reviews. And yeah. uh, uh, until the last book I've written, when I used another trick that I've learned now, I've never had as many reviews on a book as early as that, as many good reviews as early as that on a book. Um, so that that was good. I need to know that one weird trick later, by the way. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, well blog tours. It's either beta readers or blog tours. I did a blog right. tour. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how well established they are in sci-fi, but for thrillers, it was blooming brilliant. Um, it's it's it was just an excellent experience, and that was another was that, thing I've resisted and, and did. It. Was that um, like reader sort of reviewer type blogs or? Yeah, they're just they're people who've got book blobs, blobs, yeah. book book blogs, and they they um, have your book ahead of time. Uh, they read it, review it on their blog, and then they post a, a review on amazon for you um, right so i got loads of great reviews from targeted you know serious reviewers who've done really long reviews you know, really detailed um, sort of enthusiasts reviews and i got yeah. a stack of five and four star reviews on the book already you know i've never been in such a strong position um which also puts me in a strong position with book three's out the minute book three is released that's going in for a book bub. so of course it's also given me reviews you know, for from a book bub to make me look good for book bub as well. So um, I, it was another thing I'd resisted, which is why I challenged my own resistances. You know, and, and I was terrified of doing a blog tour. Um, you know, it's all outlined on on the podcast. I was terrified because I, I almost like not to know the readers who are reading my books. I'd rather they were just anonymous people. Um, you know, because I I still think I'm a crap writer. I'm terrified of the feedback, which is crazy, isn't it? But that that's how I feel about the books. Yeah, the only thing that makes me feel better about that is is speaking to people like Kevin Anderson and stuff, and then saying similar things. Yeah, oh yeah, well I've got 160 books, and I still worry about like people not liking them. We're not outliers when when we fret about that. Do you still feel good about collaboration? Having gone through this experience, is this something that you and James sort of still feel buoyant about, or did it feel like you know, you, you you want to avoid tasks that feel like a vampire sucking your soul out? You know, does it? Did it feel like an invigorating process? 
is it something you want to do more of or is that you know not you know we'll be careful of this if you do it again no i mean i i thought james was getting um was getting frustrated and and um and finding it a bit much because he's he's borne the the brunt of the initial uh, of the initial passes and all that sort of stuff so he's 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 the one who's been going through and checking for things and and do, doing the bulk of the the things like looking for timeline errors and 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 you know not errors but where where we have to make sure that the timeline that we've now decided on yes. <laughs> after you wrote the books <laughs> does actually fit with what's been said in in your books uh, and that we that, that, that we can go forward well so i thought that he was maybe feeling a little bit down in the dumps and stuff but um he's he's actually oh no no we'll we'll do more we'll do things differently but you know i'm i'm well up for doing more so like the like, as i said the only thing that i can see making all three of us not want to do another round of them is if in i don't know march or whatever we're looking at the figures and we're like wow we'd have to write these like you know, you, you'd have to do your writing three times as fast in order for you to think this is worth me doing and I shouldn't be doing just another series on, on, on my own. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more collaboration. I spoke in uh, uh, 20 books in, in Vegas in November. I spoke to quite a few authors um, trying to sound out a few people to see if, if they would be interested in doing um, a collaboration. I haven't found anybody um, who's in, both interested and free. There's a couple of people who'd be really interested, but don't have the don't don't have the freedom at the moment. Um, and I'm looking for I'm looking for particular particular things as well. I would very much like to get uh, an American series going, or a Canadian or Australian series, but but American is more important. Um, so it would be great to have an American writer write about an Amer- you know the American front of the war against the deathless and it would be great to have an Australian you know like having having because our guys are kind of stereotypical World War two commando annual raw marine commandos you know they've got stiff upper lip and we've had we've had um, actual Royal Marine commandos say, you know, say nice things to us about them. And we've had people who've worked with the Royal Marine commandos say, oh yeah, they're just as nuts as that. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I was very pleased when we, when we got a couple of things from, from real Royal Marines <clears throat> to say that they'd, that they'd enjoyed the books because it, it, there was a certain amount of concern of what if I ever meet a Royal Marine and they're like, I really hate your portrayal of, <laughs> It's like, please don't hurt me. Yes. Like, well, I, I'm the least unsoldier-like person on earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's yeah. quite ironic. Um, I've got to ask you about, so one of the things I'm really excited about with working with you and James is that you, and I didn't, don't think I knew this when we started writing together, but you've got this audio book deal. Is it, is it Podium? Uh, yes. Yeah. So the audio books are with Podium. Um, and uh, I spoke to our, to our Podium contact uh when we're in uh, in vegas about uh you know what we've been doing and where we were because we we've we've not got enough books out in in 2019 and so we're we're, we're behind where we'd expected to be and and i honestly i i i had half expected them to say well you know you you haven't done enough writing we at, at this point we don't want to you know when 
you know, we'll, we'll just have to review it and decide whether or not we want to do any more because, you know, we're not selling enough copies and we want, you know, and you're not putting out enough books in comparison to Bob, Fred and Joe, who we were just talking to. So, you know, why would we want to do more books? But they basically said, no, no, we'll, we will absolutely do more books in, in the series. But what they want to do is do a big production run um, because it's better to get the actor to, to, to do, do a whole load of books all at once rather than trying to organize them to do one and then do another and then do another. Um, and with our books as well in the main series, they've been doing them in pairs anyway. So we don't have anything on, on paper for the, um, so for the readers, the, the series that we're doing with Paul is called by strength and guile. And it's called that because that's the name of the, that's the, that's the motto of the special boat service. And his series is basically about, um, special boat service um, people in, in, in the main as well as some Navy people. So um, basically what, what we're looking at is we will, we, we will get our book six out um, or, or, or um, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it ready for launch. Um, and then they can do book five of ours, which is already out book six. That, that'll make the pair of those then they will do and then they can do your trilogy um and then we've got a few short stories and stuff as well that they will do um so what podium do with short stories is they record them and then give them away free um so that it's 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 just like reader magnets um they 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 use those for marketing purposes rather than you know rather than charge uh, people for them because the, I mean, the way audio works, it, it's all about length. So you can't you can't necessarily put up ninety nine cent audio books, um, which you would think would be a, a thing, but they 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 want to record short stories as as um, as loss leading reader magnets, basically. So my expectation is that once once we're we're ready with a bit more of the content we've got doing, and in, in particular our book six, um, Podium will pick up the the uh by strength and guile trilogy and uh, and work on producing them as well as you can guess i'm really looking forward to seeing how that project with podium pans out i'm keeping my fingers crossed that i get my books put into a series of audio books probably produced dramatic audio books because i've never had anything like that done before can't wait to hear it if that goes ahead so that was john evans whose second collaboration with me armada launches tomorrow that's tuesday the 31st of december 2019 now the first book in the series is called incursion that's available right now and the third book devastation is available on pre-order and will be released on the 31st of january 2020 I'll have the next episode of Paul's Podcast Diary for you on Saturday the 4th of January 2020 when I'll be bringing you up to date with my writing, my editing, my marketing and I'll be sharing my quarter one 2020 writing goals as well as some of my targets for the longer term. Thank you very much for listening and I hope that you enjoy your New Year's celebrations when they come about in your part of the world. I'll speak to you on Saturday. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.